Today's podcast is a preview of a series we're doing with Edge Analytics where we look at some of the decisions made in the game. We're going to present some of the best decisions from the past week, some of the worst decisions from the past week, and we'll even extend that to the high school level. And this is something we look to be educational in that analytics are becoming a big part of the game and hopefully give you some ideas of what you can do with analytics both now in season or for those of you guys who are preparing for a kickoff in 2021, how you might be able to use this with your team in 2021. We'll continue running some of the archives, but you will see us start to sprinkle in some new content. And this is one of the series that you'll see week to week here through the rest of the season. Enjoy. Welcome to the Coaching Coordinator Podcast. I'm excited to begin this series with Edge Varsity and the VP of Team Business at Edge Varsity, Anthony Jones. AJ, great to have you here. Hey, Keith. Thanks for having me, man. I always enjoy talking to you. Well, you know, we're going to dig into a lot of things today, and we're specifically going to focus on some of the decisions of the past week and what analytics tell us. But I want to get into a little bit about the background of you and the company, since this is our first time talking. And, you know, before we got going, you and I were, were talking and I said, you know, I've always thought about technology. I had a, a coach who really wasn't keen on it. He wasn't big on using technology. And, you know, we'd always joke around with him. I pulled up a clip from the office. It's, it's the one where Michael Scott is, is driving the car and he's listening to the GPS and the GPS is telling him to turn right. And Dwight is saying, no, it means bear rice. No, it means turn right. I have to turn right. And he drives his his uh, car into a, a lake and, and sinks it, you know, and his whole time was like, no, the technology knows, the machine knows. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's funny as I look at analytics, which I feel are such an important part of our game now, I see more and more people jumping on board with this idea from even the high school level. Obviously, you see it on the pros on game day and, you know, the book where the guys are not allowed to use necessarily some of the technology on the sideline that you guys have, but um, that data that they have in hand in order to be able to make better decisions on game day, I think is so important. And it's one of those things though. I think the, the, the um, hesitancy comes in with that idea that you're going to be replaced by a machine. And, and no that will never yeah. happen. Yeah, that will never happen. You know, it's, it's funny, you know, Ed sports has been here for seven years. You know, our, our co-founders created the first true simulation engine that allows you to simulate games from any point of the game to the conclusion to go ahead and understand, hey, what, what really what we're trying to do is understand what gives teams the best chance of winning the game. Um, that being said, all it is is a tool, Keith. You know the deal. Like, it's just going to give you directional recommendations. Sure, we could go a lot deeper, but, but the, the, the guys that are using it the best are using it to make the best decision. Hey, you know, and they're using it proactively to understand on first down, hey, when am I in four down territory? Is it fourth and two? Is it fourth and three? Is it fourth and eight? And by doing that, you're, you just become more proactive, a better strategic coach, um, and just, just put your team in better situations to go ahead and win the game. So, you know, again, but it's only a tool. It'll never replace the art of play calling and personnel and, and, and having a feel for the game. What it does, again, it, it's, it's a tool that helps you coach more proactively. So you're not wondering on fourth down, should you be going for it? If you know that fourth and two is a go, you're dialing up second and third down plays to get you into that fourth and two. Meanwhile, you know you're going to get that personnel in play in that you want, you know, and it opens up your playbook as well because instead of just thinking, hey, we're only going to go for it on fourth and ones out of this jumbo package, you know, if you know you're going to do, if you know you're going to go for it on fourth and two or fourth and one or whatever it is, like then it just becomes a deal of calling your best play. You can do it out of 11 personnel. You can do it out of 12 personnel. You can do it out of whatever, what, just call your best play. 
Right. Um, so it changes a lot of things about the game and it's fun and we're certainly seeing it grow. Um, but we've, we've been doing this, me personally, you know, I've been doing analytics uh, for close to 20 years between the NFL college and high school, but, it, but it's yeah. fun. Yeah, and, and, and I, I want to touch on that too, because you and I had the opportunity to sit down in, in February in, in Louisville and uh, we talked, I don't know, for a couple of hours here just about your background and how you got to this point. So for our uh, audience, if you would please just share really what's brought you to this point where you're now VP of Edge Varsity. Yeah, in a nutshell, you know, I've always, always been a football guy. Grew up playing football through Pop Warner. Uh, went on, walked on at UCLA, but also was, was, was wise enough to quickly know that, look, I wasn't going to be playing in the league. Now, my career, my professional career was going to come up with you, but also always understood numbers and felt like there was a way that they could help, you know, improve the game of football decision making. So fast forward to a few years ago when I got hooked up with, um, you know, Edge Sports. And, and as I checked around the league, guys were telling me, yeah, that's definitely a company you want to talk with. You know, I, I'd spent time after, after college, you know, working in the NFL. I worked directly for Coach Reed uh, in Philadelphia. And then I was back at my alma mater at UCLA and I've worked at high school teams. But, you know, my goal has always been to help coaches make better decisions based on data. And, and again, it, it's not the end all be all. It's just another tool. Um, and it's led me to edge and we work with teams at every level of the game. And, you know, uh, it's, it's a fun gig, you know, it's a fun gig. Yeah. Well, and I know you got kind of getting involved on game day too, and being able to provide some data to, to uh, commentators and the different crews who are calling the game. We do. Um, and I won't, I won't, I won't mention their names, but yeah, we're, we're involved with network broadcasts. We work uh, doing it for teams or doing it for on TV last year. Uh, and I will be doing games. Our team will be doing games this year as well, helping because the announcers want to, they understand that coaches are looking at the game through the lens of analytics these days. So some of these things that, that may seem unconventional, they're, there's, they're based in analytics. And the, the, the announcers want to understand, is this a good decision or not? And should these guys be going for it? Or there are plenty of teams that still haven't embraced analytics that are missing these things. Um, and so, so, the analysts, uh, the TV guys are doing a really good job of helping us tell this story as well. And it's fun working with those guys. It's, it's all very high pressure. Um, and, but it's, but it's fun, man. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's an educational process where it just takes time. Like it's folks, most folks don't immediately say, okay, I'm all in. Like they want to understand, <laughs> coaches want to understand like what you're telling me, man. I've had many a coach tell me at the end of the day, like, AJ, this is all great. But at the end of the day, man, I'm the dude who has to stand at the mic and answer the questions. Like I get that, you know? So, so, Again, we're, we're trying to work with them to make sure that they understand that this is just a tool. It doesn't, shouldn't drive everything they do, but it can help them become just better decision makers in general. Well, I think the key to it and what you said there is, is the education behind it, right? Like with any tool, if I just try to start using this with really understanding exactly what is it designed for, how does this all work together? I mean, you do have to start to get that education of just analytics in general, right? What, what is this data that I'm seeing and what I can do with it? And for us, I think the best way we can illustrate that is to go over some decisions here from week two, yeah. Um, yeah. from the past week. We're going to take a look at some of the best decisions, the worst decisions, and we're also going to extend this to uh, the high school level because, you know, this is something that is just not for the big boys, that this can help you on a Friday night win games also. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That, no, that's a, that's a, that's a great point. I mean, if we want to jump into kind of the best decisions each week, we look at the best decisions and the worst decisions um, in the NFL. And when we, and you know, again, when I say worst, I'm not picking on anybody. What I'm, what I'm saying is 
you know, we feel like it was a missed opportunity. Right. Um, where they, where had they decided to leverage analytics, you know, they could have made, they could have put their team in a better chance. So, but with that said, as far as the best decisions go, uh, from week two, the best decision came out of the Chiefs, uh, Chiefs Chargers game. And I, I'm referring to my notes here, but it was, oh, it was, it was in overtime. Uh, it was a fourth and one in overtime and the Chiefs were just out of field goal range. If you remember, I think they were at their own 46 or excuse me. No, no, no. They were at the Chargers 46 yard line. And so it was the second possession because the Chargers had already, you know, they won the coin toss, the Chargers had punted. So it's sudden death. And, and the Chiefs realized, you know, look, we need to go for it here. Yes, if we don't convert, it, you know, leaves the Chargers with a semi-short field to go back and, and attempt a field goal. But we can, we can end the game um, if we convert here or have a very good chance of doing it. Just by deciding to go for it, um, it was the right decision. And we look, up all, look at all the matchups. The Chiefs run offense versus, you know, the Chargers run defense. The Chiefs had a, had a slight advantage. Uh, they were fairly even matched, but, but, you know, if you really dig down, the Chiefs had a slight advantage. Um, and as I mentioned, it was sudden death. And, and they're expected, NFL teams are expected to convert these fourth and ones in this, this situation 70% of the time. Like, so it's all systems are go. You got to go on this. Coach Reed made the right decision, and it increased their win probability by 20%. So great call. Uh, they went on to convert. Few plays later, they went on to kick back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back field goals for the win. Uh, but it was, you know, again, a, a great call by those guys. Great call by those guys. And, you know, I think as you're looking at this, now you, you're you talking, you know, we're looking at this maybe from the outside looking in. As a coach who has your product and is looking at something to give them that decision, uh, what does that look like for him? How easy is it for them to see, here's where I'm at right now. Here's what, here's what you know, the book says. Yeah, at every level, it's a little different. So uh, college and the NFL, there, there's no in-game processing. So you can't have a computer open. You can't do anything. High school is different. High school can use our app live and drill down to specific instances of, hey, what should I be doing here? But we produce what we call game books um, for NFL and college guys, so they can get a sense. Again, it gives you a very clear indication of what, what directional decision, run pass, field goal, punt, gives your team the best chance to go on to win the game. Um, you know, and it doesn't take guys long to get up, up to speed with it. They, you can flip through it and you, you're kind of progressing as the game goes. Uh, it, you know, you've seen the book and you know, it, it kind of, it, it's there to be easy to use. It's gotta be actionable. Um, so you can stand on what you're telling, hey coach, fourth and three is a go. And I shut up and let him get back to coaching. And it's based on a stat, you know, thresholds that we've talked about leading into the week. Um, but it's, it's a really easy product to use, really easy product to use. From an operations standpoint, we've, we've had some guys who use analytics in games. I can think of Brian Flynn, who's now at, at Princeton, was at Villanova at the time, talked about how they use it. And, you know, there's definitely an operations process that goes along with this as well. So typically, you know, where they're using the book, and we'll get into high school a little bit later when we get to the high school decisions, but when they're using the book, uh, how are they using that procedurally? Who's in charge of it? When is it communicated? How is it communicated? Because it, if it's not part of the workflow, it's not like all of a sudden, oh, shoot, critical situation. Where's that guy with the book, right? Absolutely. How are they doing this throughout the game? Absolutely. It, you know, it's the same in NFL college, high school, and with, with the network TV. It's you know, it's really one person, one or two people are typically responsible for it. Um, and you're following along with the game state. When I say game state, I mean, what's the scoreboard? How many timeouts does each team have? 
you know, where's the ball in the field, um, down and distance, all of that. And you can quickly, again, as you're going through the book, understand where these things are at if you're using the book. But if you're using the app live, like the high school guys are, you're just, what's the scoreboard say? From that, the, the, one of the biggest values is the ability to, to give this information to coach proactively. You're not hitting him on fourth down saying, hey, coach, fourth and one's a go. Right. You're telling him on first, first, second down, worst case scenario, but you should very easily be able to communicate this to coach on first down. Hey, coach, fourth and X is a go. Or there's nothing here, coach. Like, coin flip, do your thing. But, but what, it, what it really enables you to do is to do it proactively. And what's, what's critical is understanding the size of that recommendation as well, the strength of that recommendation. And by that, I mean, sometimes you'll see coaches just say, hey, you know, they go for it. But, but anybody who's, who's been an analytics student, been in a coach's ear, knows that, like, coach doesn't want to hear, you've only got a certain number of bullets to fire. You know what I'm saying? Like when you tell coach it's a go, it's got to be a significant decision. And so one of the, one of the biggest differentiators, one of the things that we do is we tell you how big is this decision? Is this a, a four percenter? Is this a 10 percenter? Is this a 20 percenter? And by that, I mean, you know, when we talk about the chiefs, they made it, they made a, a decision that increased, increased their win probability by 20%. I'm looking at the numbers. So basically what we're saying is, is by going for on that fourth and one, they're expected to go on to win the game. 67% of the time. It's not saying they're going to convert every single one of them. It's saying they're expected to win the game 67% of the time. We're not focusing on, on winning on just that play. We're focusing on winning the game. So by going forward on that fourth and one, they're expected to win the game 67% of the time. If they attempt a punt, they're only, going, they're only expected to win 47% of the time. So that 20% variance is why we call this a 20%. So typically, you know, we tell coaches to start with four percenters. Look at, look at where there's a 4% difference between your two best options. And if the go is 4% or higher, it's something you really need to think of. Sure, as teams get more comfortable, they start looking for 3%, start looking for 2%, or start looking for 1%. But you need to understand that there is a difference between these go recommendations and which ones are more significant. So while I won't argue with a coach if it's a four or a five or a six percenter, and I won't argue with the coach, but if it's a four or five or a six percenter and they don't go, coach, you, you, you missed one, like, Mm, you know, but, but if it's a seven, eight, 10 coach, you miss one. You, you can tell me your right tackle had a bad ankle. You can tell me, you know, coach, you missed one. You missed right. one, you know? And it's, it's so important. As you talked about the, the, the process and the procedures on the sideline, like not waiting till fourth down to tell them so important, right. When you're using a tool like this, because as the play caller, I have probably a little bit of a different process. If I know fourth and three is a go, uh, by a big percentage, you know, I can look at what I'm doing on those other downs, potentially take a shot in there, uh, knowing that I have four downs, just so many things that go into it that it's not waiting right up until that point. Like, what do we do? And that's a tough spot to put a coach in. That's why we, we are adamant about using game books that give you the ability to see this stuff early because you, we just need to give it to you guys. You guys are smart enough, more than smart enough to figure out how you want to do this. Yeah. You know what you're going to, if you know it's a, t if you know at fourth and two, it's a 12 percenter and you're without a doubt going to go, you're going to coach differently on first, second and third down, right. you know, um, handing that to you on fourth down is, is that, that's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's not fair. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's, let's take a look at the next. Cool. Uh, yep. Yep. The next. We've got uh, coach McVay. Yes. And the Rams at the Eagles. I love this play because you know, again, we, we, we beat Coach McVay up a little bit last week as our worst call of the week. But I love to see a guy like him bounce back because this guy's got a great mind for coaching. And on this play, there's a few things that I love about it. You know, it's 
it's, it's a very unconventional play. They faced a fourth and one. Uh, they're up by five points against the Eagles. Uh, it's midway through the third quarter, and they faced a fourth and one at the minus 29. You know, at the minus 29, most guys, not you and I both know that, like, a very heavy percentage of dudes are not going for it here. They're just, I get it, you know. But Coach McVay made the call, and, and there was, it was only a three-percenter. Still the right decision to go for it. He made it. They converted. Great call by those guys. You know, and it's, he also recognized there's some value that, that guys don't, don't always pick up on, but there's value in putting your opponent in very uncomfortable, unconventional situations as well. Because one of the things that he said in a press conference is like, look, I felt like we were in a good spot. I trusted my guys. I wanted to go ahead and do this. And I also knew that it would put the Eagles in a challenging situation. Not that they weren't prepared, but it just puts them in a very unfamiliar situation. Like, holy smokes, these dudes are go- going at us? Like, whoa. You know, that's, that, that's a tough deal, but a great, great, great call. Um, and that was our honorable mention for, for uh, best calls of the week in week two. Uh, if we want to jump to the other, we want to talk, you want to jump to the other side? Well, let's, I, I like this next <laughs> one. I, I was so <laughs> tied up in this, this game on Sunday yep. night, Seattle yep. versus New England. And, yep. and uh, boy, well, you, you know, the, the game shows you, you know, they ended up on the, the one yard line and, uh, <laughs> It was, it was really the decision here put them in a bad spot. And that's, that's one of the things that, like, we, we, don't, we don't play results. We're not looking at this after the fact and, and standing on the table saying we should have gone for this. You know, on first down, we can clearly say, like, look, he needed to go for this. Um, and, and as we look at it, you know, we, can we, we compare Seattle versus New England and how they match up, and, and at the end of the day, they gave up 17% in win probability. 17% is a huge decision. That's a stand on the table. Coach, fourth and one's a go. Um, hands down, fourth and one's a go. So, you know, game state, it was late fourth quarter, I think a little over a minute and a half left. Right. Um, you know, again, fourth and one at the minus 31. They're up by five points. If they convert this, they can essentially close out the game. But by deciding to go ahead and punt, as you said a few minutes ago, you see what happens. Like, Guys think the game's over, you punt, you know, they, New England got two, two shots from the 13 and one shot from the one. Like, they had three chances to go on to win this game, yep. um, which is what our model and analytics are picking up on. Like, look, you're, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. I mean, 17% is huge. So uh, it was definitely a missed opportunity. And this, what, the last thing I'll say is if you take a deeper dive, you know, sometimes we talk about, you know, how much – guys always say, well, what if we fail? So if we look at, at three things, we say, okay, well, what's, what would happen? Let's go look at the win probability if you go ahead and punt the ball. And in this case, they punted. New England took over at their own 19-yard line. So we look at the win probability at that point. So if based on that point, uh, Seattle's win probability at that point is 72%. Then we look and say, hey, what if you convert? If you go for this fourth down and you convert, if they go and convert, Seattle's win probability goes to 98%. If they go and they fail – Seattle's win probability, if they fail, goes down to 54%. With those three numbers, you can look, and I won't bore you with the math, but you can really look and understand, hey, how often do we have to convert on this play for it to be the right decision? With those numbers, Seattle only needed to convert on that fourth and one 41% of the time for it to be the right number. And again, we know that NFL teams convert those decisions 70% of the time. They only needed to convert 41. This is it. You know, it's, it's a missed opportunity. It's a missed opportunity. 
Yeah, yeah. well, and, and, it, and it took, I think, you know, looking at that, and I, I did review this, this play with uh, one of, uh, you know, content partners here earlier this week when we were looking at their very similar play earlier in the game. Cam goes in for the touchdown. It was basically on a counter scheme. They ran another gap scheme here in the same situation. The defense played it, it differently. Uh, you know, so it was one of those things, uh, I think a good call there at the end and a heck of a play by their guy off the edge. Absolutely. Stop that. Absolutely. But Absolutely. again, if, if they follow the book, they might not have even had to deal with that situation. Yeah. And it, you know, one of the things, one of the, one of the biggest takeaways like we get weeks like this show is, and even last week, you know, good calls are, are not always really conventional. So there's going to be a lot of really unconventional things that you see in good calls. And that, you know, it just as good calls don't always lead to wins, bad calls don't always lead to losses. So this is a very bad call, didn't lead to a loss. Over time, these will catch up with you. You know, you're not, you, they, again, they got out of this one um, and kudos to them. Like, hey, they got the W. That's, that's, at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. But if you continue to leave this, these, these, these big pieces of a win probability on the field, it's, it's going to catch up. It's just going to catch up. So we want to look at, the high school side of this too. Cause as we said, this is not just something for the big boys. And so we have a, a couple games here in Missouri, some, yep. some uh, what you feel are really good calls here in these situations. Yeah. Two really good calls from last week, our high school calls of the week. We had a Holt high school uh, and they had a, they were, it was three thirteen to go in the third quarter. Um, they're down by seven points and they're facing a fourth and one at their opponent's 11, 11 yard line. For some teams, again, conventional wisdom, kick the field goal, let's play defense, let's come back and get the ball again. You know, when we look at how they matched up at that point, the best decision for them was to go for it, to attempt, you know, to, for, to convert. By doing it, they increased their win probability by 10%. Great call. Like, you're putting your team in the best chance to, in the best position to go on to win this game. Uh, and the other guys were the Lee Summit Tigers out of Missouri as well. Typically, they're from different states. This week, they just happen to be in the same state. Uh, Lee Summit. They, on the opening drive, uh, they faced a fourth and two uh, at their opponent's 40. Again, their coach is, is admitted like he's a fairly aggressive play caller. He likes to go for it in these situations. And, you know, this was only – this only increased their win probability by 2%, but it's another great call. Like any – whatever percentage you can get, whatever percentage you're comfortable with, if it's increasing your win probability, you got to take it. So two, two great calls. Great call by, you know, Coach Place at, at Holt Indians and uh, – Coach Thomas at, at the Lee Summit Tigers. I think when we look at this, the, the, the bottom line, right, is that every decision in a game matters. Every As you decision. pointed out, you know, some of the, the good calls always don't necessarily go on to uh, result in a win. Some of the bad calls don't necessarily result in a loss, as we saw with uh, the Seahawks here. But this is about, as you said a, a second ago, increasing the chances for your team to win, especially – over the course of time by making these good decisions again and again. Yeah. Yeah. That's the deal, you know, and, and putting, putting your team in the best chance. And you, you and I both know too, when guys worry about a bunch of different things, but players buy in as well, when they know the coach has confidence in them to go execute these things. Uh, I've never been on a team that's been demoralized by not converting one of these. I've been on teams where we're going to go fight and scrap as hard as we can because coach trusts us, you know, um, and, and let's go try and convert and do our best. You know, I'll make a note here because I think it's worth talking about uh, maybe on the next show or two where, where we look at this is, um, you know, educating your players 
on this as well, because I think that's an important part of it. And we'll touch about that in the future. But, um, you know, you know, we've made the point that this is something available at every level. And I know uh, it might be tough for teams to adopt this in season right now. We do have a lot of coaches in season. There is a good portion of the country, though, a number of states who are waiting to play their season in the spring. Uh, we're looking especially at small college football, those guys still waiting out there. So uh, for a team to get involved in this and the affordability of it, talk to us a little bit about um, how they can start to fit this into their program. Yeah, there, you know, there's a couple of things. So because of the, the staggered starts with football right now, we're the guys that are currently playing, you know, you and I both know that once teams start their kind of football operations process, it doesn't change very much from the beginning of the season to the end of the season. So if they're not incorporating analytics into their in-game stuff right now, completely understand it. The beauty of what, what, what Edge Varsity and what, what we do is, again, not, not commercial just telling you how guys are coming on board now, is we all have game reports. So we take your play-by-play file, which there's no additional work for you, and then, you know, how you match to that against that team. And we do the work to let you know, hey, on that last game, hey, you left some meat on the bone in, on this play. Or, that, hey, coach, that was a really good call there. Or, hey, that turnover that you're thinking killed you uh, was actually only worth 2% win probability. Meanwhile, that conversion in the fourth quarter that puts you in the red zone, that play that probably would have gone unnoticed was actually worth 7 or 8%. So we put your entire game in the context of win probability. So guys love using that. Plus, you know, whether you're playing now or you're playing in the spring, you know, using – uh, our, our tool, you can get coaching reps. You know, we're, we're always emphasizing that players should be getting reps outside of practice and outside of really game. It's hard for coaches to get reps, but what our tool does is it allows you to watch any game, whether it's a high school game, a college game, an NFL game, a peewee game, doesn't matter. You can watch a game and get live reps to understand, Hey, if I were facing an opponent and I matched up against them like this, what would I call in this situation? Am I thinking through this correctly? You know, what are the analytics saying? Um, and so you can start thinking through things like that. So it's, it's a tool that helps you get reps, even if you're not using it in game, it's right. a pregame, postgame, off season tool to get reps. Right. Um, cost wise, you know, we, we make it extremely affordable. Um, you know, it retails at, at 1500 bucks in the high school market. Um, but that's all in, it gives you access to, you know, our play call simulator, coaching customizations, um, our game book library, in our post-game reports, um, you know, and, and we think it's, again, the guys that have, have been using it are, you know, big advocates, and um, we're not trying to charge an arm and a leg for this. We're really trying to make it affordable for guys. So, you know, um, and we're, look, we'll work out things with teams if, you know, if we know be, with, you know, the environment that we're in with COVID, the, the teams are strapped. They couldn't raise the money um, that they normally would with fundraising. Like, reach out, we'll work something out. We will, we'll, because for us, for me, for our team, it's more important that, that we're really educating guys and giving them the chance to start using analytics because we know that it's a gradual deal. Like very rare is it for a team that comes in year one, using it to its full extent. That's just not how it happens. Guys right. dip their toe in the water year one. You start a couple of chances, you know, and as the season progresses, by the end of the year, you're comfortable with it. And year two, you're running. But year, year one, you're, you're crawling and walking. You know, so the soon, analytics are here to stay. And the sooner that folks kind of jump onto the bandwagon and say, hey, I, I at least want to understand this. You know, you can use it as an offensive or a defensive tool. Even if I'm not going to use it on offense, I need to know what that guy across the field, when he's in four-down territory. So I'm not celebrating that third-down stop. Now this team's at fourth and one, and we're running off the field. Meanwhile, hey, they got a they play, and they're coming at us. Like, we need to know. 
you know. So analytics can help you offense, defense, um, special team. Should you be going for one PAT or two PAT? Should you be attempting an onside kick? Uh, worked with several teams to figure out, hey, how can we manage our timeouts better? Like, you know, tip of the iceberg is what we're talking about, on-field fourth down stuff. But there's a lot more ways to use this. Absolutely. Well, and I'm excited that we're going to be able to talk to you about this and, and point out uh, how this can be used by showing some real uh, in-game decisions week to week here. Uh, our listeners, you could go to edgevarsity.com backslash blog to see everything that AJ talked about here today, and that's EDJ Varsity. You spell it EDJ. And again, I think this is a tremendous product, a tremendous service you guys have for teams to be able to get the edge. And I want to thank you for taking the time today. Keith, always a pleasure, man. And always appreciate the time, but always a pleasure. Enjoy talking football with you, man. Thanks again for listening to the Coaching Coordinator Podcast and our Ed series. We appreciate Edge Varsity giving us some time to talk about analytics and how they can make an impact in your program. Check out our show notes for links to Edge Varsity. Follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please head over to iTunes and click five star for rate. If you have a minute, write a review. We appreciate it and it helps the podcast. 